It is. It's me. It's TRG, the Ramblin' Gambler. I'm standing here until you make me move, hanging on this moment here with you. Welcome to episode 100 of our Casino Combat Podcast. As always, I am recorded live without a studio audience in the glorious Casino Combat Studios in Parts Unknown. You know, I am hanging on this moment here with you. I am so very grateful that some of you have been willing to spend 100 moments like this with me. That is truly amazing and humbling. As we did at the beginning, we need to do today, and then we can get started. Ladies and gentlemen, non-binary beings, Bigfoot, Yeti, Sasquatch, and the werewolf with perfect hair. This podcast discusses casinos and gambling. Do not gamble with money you cannot afford to lose. Do not gamble with money you need to pay bills. If you have a gambling problem, contact your problem gambling hotline. If you do not know how to contact your problem gambling hotline, send an email to help at casinocombat.com. We will find that number for you and provide it to you. My past performances are not indicative of anyone's future results, including my own. All materials presented here are based on actual facts. Names and dates are changed to protect the innocent and the guilty. Some events, unrelated outcomes may be omitted in the interest of brevity and clarity. Here we go. Episode 100. <laughs> 100. Uh, it feels like we should talk about so many things. It feels like there's just so much going on. I'm not sure where to start. Uh, okay, actually, I, I do know where I want to start. You see, as I'm laying out this segment, this episode is basically done. And maybe I should say, as I'm recording this segment, this episode is basically done. It's been recorded after Casino Visits. This is another one of those kinds of episodes. It's been recorded by a guest presenter that I'm going to tell you about in just a minute. The episode is done. I got to record this. I've got to record the virtual VIP lounge segment, but everything else is done. And that being the case, since this is episode 100, let's see what the big book of numerology says about the number 100. Let's see if it applies to the episode that I know exists. The number 100 represents energy that's self-determined, independent, and has infinite potential. 100 can be seen as a practically unlimited number one. It is highly self-sufficient, it's attuned to and effective at exploring new ideas, new avenues, and approaches to existing ideas, and it feels comfortable being alone doing what it prefers to do for its own reasons. The number 100 brings independence, leadership qualities, and the ability to work alone to the number 100. The number 0 brings openness, wholeness, comprehensive, and infinity comprehensiveness, sorry, and infinity to the number 100. The two energies, zero representing all that is, and one representing aloneness, may appear to be incompatible, but they enhance each other when combined. <laughs> okay, well, that's a lot. So, full transparency, and no offense to anyone who is a practitioner of numerology, this bit was just something I randomly picked up at some point, then realized I overdid it, and then realized it could be a fun thing to come back to from time to time. But here is the crazy part that I swear to you is true. I always look the numbers up at the last minute. I have zero idea what I'm going to get, and they are almost perfectly appropriate to the episode. Maybe numerology is, ve numerology is just vague enough to always apply. Or maybe it's more important than I realized. Anyway, bit of a ramble there. I think in episode 100, we can say that our podcast represents energy that is self-determined, independent, and that our squad has infinite potential. I'm going to do a question segment today that in many ways is about how unique and independent we are. If you are listening to me, if you are doing what I talk about, you are a unique and independent casino player. You are not following others. Let's see. Attuned to exploring new ideas and approaches to existing ideas. 
That is what this podcast does. I've laid out the core concepts. I've shared the casino wisdoms. I've shared the wagering systems that I use. As a squad, we have started to individually refine those ideas for ourselves. I'm not doing the core concept segment this episode. Inner Circle member East Coast Emissary was generous and courageous enough to record that segment. And he did that to share his approach to one of my existing ideas, very much in line with what numerology is telling us episode 100 should do. The ability to work alone. When we play, even when we are together, we are all working alone to accomplish our goals. Wholeness and comprehensiveness and infinity. As a group, we have a comprehensive yet infinite knowledge and potential. Okay, that got a bit mystical really quick. It did. But the meaning of episode 100 just seems about perfect, at least to me. Maybe that part was more for me than you. If it felt that way, I'm sorry. If you're new here, or if this is your next time, this is very much about you. Especially if you are new here. If this is your first time, this is about showing you how to win the game of casino gambling. If you joined me at the very beginning, I didn't have a lot to offer you other than me talking into the air. Now, 100 episodes later, we have a website, CasinoCombat.com, full of free resources, wonderful wagering system flowcharts that Inner Circle member East Coast Emissary has created for us, blog posts that explain the vocabulary of Casino Combat, and posts that explain in detail the core concepts of Casino Combat. You can now not only hear my results, but they are posted in written spreadsheet form on the website. We have the Boot Camp playlist on the Casino Combat YouTube channel. It teaches the fundamentals of good casino gambling in short, easy lessons. We also have a new playlist on the Casino Combat channel called TRG Wagering Systems. Sorry, no K in there anywhere. Nothing really cute or clever in the name. But in that playlist, I have three videos. One for each wagering system. I mean, other than the Meta Martingale. There's no no real way to show the Meta Martingale. It's just something you do. But in the other three videos, I play Blackjack and have a camera that shows you how I'm moving the chips for each wagering system. I'm also showing you multiple exit points and types of exits and various situations that can occur as you use each wagering system. We are a busy squad online. The Instagram group is really fun and growing. The discussions in the Facebook group Casino Combat Squad are amazing. People are trying strategies, sharing their ideas, travel plans are being shared. I'm using my ability to change names and dates to protect the innocent and the guilty a little bit here, but I'm just so happy about what is happening in that group. We are building a community of gamblers helping each other be better at gambling. You can find the Instagram uh, and uh, Twitter links on the CasinoCombat.com website. They're all there so that you can find us that way. On Facebook, just search for Casino Combat Squad. Find us there. We are really, as I said, building a great community. It's it's episode 100. I am sorry if I'm uh, a bit tangled in my feelings and maybe rambling just a little bit. Let me focus. What I'm trying to say, and saying poorly perhaps, is thank you. Thank all of you very, very much. This has succeeded beyond my wildest hopes and dreams, and it's because of all of you. I am grateful to host our podcast. All right, big, big, big news from the Casino Combat Galaxy. We have new members of the Excelsior Brigade. Actually, we have two new members that joined as a team. A couple who listened to every episode together and figured out the real-world location of my home casino, Casino 2. So we are welcoming Gambling Trekkie and Gambling Donkey Kong, our newest squad mates, to join the Excelsior Brigade. 
If you are new, the details on how to join are in episode 22. Welcome, GT and GDK. Welcome. I appreciate you listening and deciding to play the game. Okay, I have certainly rambled enough. I have certainly taken enough time to reflect on uh, the fact that this is the 100th episode, to reflect on how much things have changed. We've mystically looked at the, the meaning of this episode, and it all seems to fit. Let's get started. Our battle plan for this episode looks like this. We're going to start off with a core concept segment. An inner circle member, East Coast Emissary, fourth to the ring, is going to do a guest teach and discuss a technique he is using with TRG Wagering System 4, Win More, Keep More, and he's doing it to keep more. Very, very clever what uh, ECE has come up with. It's not easy to get behind a microphone for the first time and teach. I really appreciate him taking the time. I really wanted him to share his ideas as opposed to me just reading to you what he suggested to, to me. And he was willing to do that. And, and I think it's, I think that's the better way to do it. I, I want this to be our podcast. I want this to be a platform for us to talk to each other, not just for me to talk at all of you. And, and I really appreciate him being willing to do that, as I said. After that, we are going to do a little gambling with Gabriel. Got a real interesting teach for you, a casino technique that we have never talked about before. Uh, maybe not appropriate for all of us, but it came up in a conversation with Gabriel. And, and I wanted to share that all with you. And then I'm going to do a questions my sons ask segment. That one should be really interesting. I'm going to blow up some uh, traditional ideas. At least I think I'm going to. I recorded that one a while ago. As in episode 99, those segments were recorded unscripted when I got back from a trip to my local casino, when I was fired up and had an idea in my head and just hit the record button and laid it all out. We're going to finish up, as we always do, in the virtual VIP lounge. I am going to use that to do some results and observations from two weeks of gambling. I have got an interesting little bit of information in there. If I got two or three interesting little bits of information for you in there, kind of some unique experiences. I've actually got one night in that recap that it could have been its own moment of Casino Wisdom segment just in and of itself. So that should be really interesting. And then finally... In the virtual VIP lounge, after we've had those observations, I will give you the results for the month of September 2022. So we are jam-packed. Guest teachers, ideas exploded, results, really cool results, really cool things to learn there. And uh, this should be a lot of fun. All right, the wheel's going to spin, the ball's going to settle, and ECE is going to take over in a core concept segment. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, this is the East Coast Emissary ECE, fourth to the ring. I'm here to discuss a tweak to wagering system four. I reached out to TRG about this tweak, and he liked it so much, he said, well, why don't you record uh, a little discussion on how to, how to implement this? 
So here's the uh, what I came up with. What I realized as I played is often I'd be playing and I'd have a a decent uh, win stack. My my play stack would be full, and then something happened. I blinked my eye. All these losses accumulated, and I wound up at a negative exit point, and I, I, I wound up losing money and being down for that session. And I said, how did that happen? What, so what do we have to do to prevent and make sure we ensure a win uh, when we're at a certain, a certain level? The uh, level I came up with is when you're at five units in your win stack and you have a full play stack, that is when you start to think about preserving those five units. But you want to give yourself a chance to make additional uh, wagers and, and prep, you know, you don't want to shut down a, go- a really good hot streak. So when's, what's, what is a good time to, to uh, optimize your playing yet preserve the win stack? So I came up with when you're at five units in the uh, win stack, that's when you think about what to do and when to get out. And when you get out, according to this tweak, would be on the second losing wager in in trg4 that would be a two unit wager if you lose those two units that means you lost two units from the first bet four units you lost three of the five you're still going to walk away up from that session two units now i tested this at home on my computer using uh wizard of odds blackjack's uh website and i did a hundred buy-ins and i Tested if I if I walked out when I was up 150 and I had the two losses versus I just kept playing. Walking out at the appropriate time with the uh, is what I'm suggesting was advantageous by 117 units over the uh, course of those 100 buy-ins. That's a real significant positive amount that I think if I if I did. A thousand. I don't think it would change the outcome. That that's a a good time to leave because it'll still allows you to run. You know, you win. You're winning to run, but it says okay, it's time to time to stop right now. Uh, and it certainly closes the loop on uh, the wagering system. We know how much to buy in for. We know how how to play every single hand. We know when to leave when the when uh, you know, several losses and we're down to uh, only a couple chips. We don't know. We don't have a system of when do we leave when we have a win to make sure we have a win. And this tweak that I'm proposing is in, ensures that and, and gets us out of that situation. Now, you may feel that three losses are better. That's up to you and you preserve a one-unit win. Um, and I, you know, I don't know what is optimal. All I did, I came up with that. I think the four, the, the second loss works well because it's like a placeholder you know that when that happens what to do so if you had a few cocktails you kind of still know uh have the discipline to say okay that i lost those two i got those i can walk away and i have uh chips in my you know i i walk away with that win which is what everyone wants so anyway that's the uh tweak that i came up with and i hope uh that proves useful to everybody good luck all right, excellent job, ECE. Wouldn't have expected anything less from an inner circle member. This is an excellent technique. And 
ECE has identified the idea that we're, that he's going to lock in at five units and and leave with two. And he highlights an idea there that we can't come back to enough, in my opinion, which is this. It's easy to win a small amount. It's easy to win one unit, relatively speaking. It's easy to win two units. Five happens quite, quite, quite often. In fact, it'd be interesting to see how often that happens. So he's focused on the idea of winning a small amount. He's focused on that idea that I started to call extending a win. And I, I got to tell you, I'm not quite convinced five is the right number for me. But that's the beauty of any of these wagering systems. Understand them and then tweak them to fit you. And with TRG4, I do love the idea he's gotten to here that whatever your cutoff is, whether it's five or whether it's seven or what, it can be any number larger than five. With TRG4, the perfect way to test how much longer a win is going to keep going is bet one. If you lose, bet two. If you win, keep going. If you lose, walk away. And if that continues to go a little bit, put another one on that stack. You know, be able to be able to go one, two, one, and see if you can keep going. That's an excellent way to do it. ECE has highlighted that technique amazingly, discovered that technique amazingly, and I just want to thank him one more time for taking his time to share that with all of us. And the next thing we are going to do is a Gambling with Gabriel segment. My good friend Gabriel is the angel messenger of Casino Combat. I've known Gabriel for a very, very long time. He's a very, very good friend. Uh, we became friends because of a casino, but then we became friends outside the casino. And I recently had a really interesting conversation with him that I, I think could benefit some of you. So let me start with with this. Gabriel does most of his gambling, I would say 99% of his gambling at my local casino. He doesn't travel to Las Vegas. He doesn't travel to Atlantic City. He doesn't do overnight hotel stays in casinos unless he's going to a wedding that happens to be uh, near a casino or something like that. That's just not part of his uh, gambling style, if you will. That's not what he does. So I walk into my local casino last week, and uh, Gabriel's walking toward me, and I'm thinking, okay, great, good timing. We happen to both be getting here kind of at the same time. And he comes up and he he says, I- I'm a little bit embarrassed, uh, but can, can I borrow some money? And he names a, a, a dollar amount that he'd like to borrow that is uh, just a little more than a day's pay. And... Uh, he proceeds to explain. He says, I'll, I'll be happy to show you my bank account statements. I've got them all in the car. It, and, and from there, he explains that he had just moved his business banking from bank A to bank B. And he's telling me how much money he has in the account and that he's good for it. And, and I'm saying, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But what he's explaining to me is that he just got off the phone with this new bank and they had limited his ATM withdrawals to a very small number. He can fix that, probably has fixed it by now, but he had to go into the branch in person with ID, with an ATM card, etc., 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 in order to 
uh, increase what he could withdraw on a daily basis from his account. And that makes sense, but it's very frustrating in the moment that it's not something he can fix. And he's standing there at the entrance to the casino thinking he was just going to take money out as he had done with his old accounts and is stunned to find out that, that his account is blocked at a, at a very small dollar amount. Now, my hope here, my hope at this moment as I'm saying this, is that some of you are thinking TRG, Casino Wisdom number 70 from episode 51. Don't loan money to or borrow money from strangers in a casino. That casino wisdom came from Gabriel loaning money to people in casinos. TRG, are you really going to loan money to someone in a casino? And I am. And I, I did think about this casino wisdom. But I made the point when I taught that wisdom, and I'll make the point again. It says, strangers in a casino. Gabriel is not a stranger. I know Gabriel's first name. I know his last name. I've met his wife on a couple of occasions. I know her first name and her last name. I know where she works. I know he owns commercial buildings. I know where those commercial buildings are located. I know, generally speaking, I know where he lives and, and I know where he works and I have his phone number and I have his email and I have the name of his company and I see him multiple times a week and we talk regularly and we text all the time. I'm, I'm not worried. Gabriel's not a stranger. Gabriel's not someone that has the ability to ghost me and disappear with my money. And he also very kindly said, Hey, that's not going to leave you short, is it? And I said, No, no, no. I've, I've got plenty of money for the day with me. It's not going to leave me short. I'm, I'm going to be more than fine. And obviously I loaned him the money. And actually, to be honest, not only did I loan him the money, but he did so well that day that I had my money back in like, three or four hours, and he made a nice profit because he had plenty of money to work with. So, all's well that ends well, and that is not a very interesting gambling with Gabriel segment, is it? That is not interesting at all. Gabriel needed to borrow money. Gabriel's a good friend. I loaned him money. He paid me back. TRG just wasted our time. I did not waste your time. There is an amazing teach that happens right after what I just told you about, and you had to know that for this to be interesting. So, as we're walking... Uh, toward the casino, cash in hand, Gabriel says to me, I think there's a form I can fill out. I, I got to ask somebody, but I think I can fill out a form and bl bring in a voided check, and then I'll be able to go to the cage, and just it'll be just like writing a check. And I, I kind of stopped, and I, I kind of pulled him over to the side of the, the, the aisle way we were in, and I looked at him, and I said, no, do not do that. And he goes, oh, because I might... You know, might have some drinks and take out too much. I said, no, there's a fee every time you write a check. I said, that is not the way you want to handle this, Gabriel. The way you want to handle this is you want to talk to your casino host and you want to get a casino line of credit. And he goes, oh, so that bank account that I just, I was like, no, <laughs> you told me how much money is in that account. No, go open a different bank account. At a different bank, so you can't be tempted after you've had some drinks to transfer more money over from account A to account B. Open an account specifically for this purpose with an amount of money you're comfortable that even if you get drunk and lose it, it's not going to be a big deal. And he goes, oh, that's a good idea. I said, and then you get an application from your host. I said, you might be able to get it online. And you're going to essentially set things up so that that bank account backs your line of credit. So your line of credit will be equal to that bank account. 
And if at any time you don't pay back what they've loaned you, they'll take it out of that account. I said, and now it's easy. I said, instead of going to the cage, waiting in line, and then getting charged a fee to get a check to get money out of that account, and instead of being limited to what the bank will let you take out at the ATM, you just tell the pit boss that you want a marker. And he does a little paperwork, and he gets your signature, and then they hand you the chips. And when you're done and you go to the cage, you pay off the marker, so no money's come from your account yet, and you take the rest of your winnings in chips. And if you only if you lose some, you take what you've lost to the cage, and then your choice is either to pay off the marker in the casino or to have them just go ahead and take it out of your bank account. It's simple, it's easy, there are no fees involved. If you decide you need a little more, you just take a little more, you don't pay another fee, you're not waiting in line at the cage, it's all simple and easy. And this is the only casino you really gamble in, so it's not like you have to do this a bunch of places and keep track of all of it. You do all your gambling here. You do all your gambling basically with the same pit bosses and the same dealers on the same shifts most of the time. There's no reason you can't set this up and structure this this way. And he thought that was a great idea, of course, because as the angel messenger of Casino Combat, he kn he knows a good idea when he hears one. So Gabriel's setting that up, and I realized as I was talking through it with him that I had never talked through this with all of you. I'm not a big fan of gambling on credit, and some casino marker systems are literally credit. They are loaning you money. They are counting on you to pay it back. They'll send you collection notices if you don't pay it back after a few days. And there are stories out there of, of high rollers that, you know, borrow millions and then try not to pay it back and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Most of us, I assume, are not at that level. Most of us are at a, at a much lower level. And at that level, basically, it's as I describe things to, to Gabriel. You're basically backing your loan with an account that they've verified exists and exists and has funds in it that will back up what they're loaning you. And then they're going to just take it out of the account. And this can be, it's very useful for Gabriel, right? He's the same place all the time. It can be very useful if you always gamble the same place or places in Las Vegas or Atlantic City and you don't want to take a lot of cash on the plane or the train or the automobile. You don't want to carry a lot of cash and you gamble big numbers, bigger numbers, and you can just go to an ATM and take out. I mean, if you're a person whose regular buy-in is, you know, $20,000 and you've listened to me and you're, you're, you normally net means you need at least $60,000, three times your normal buy-in, you might not be care comfortable carrying $60,000 around. And you can't, to my knowledge, take that much money out of an ATM. So you need some options. And casino credit is one of those options in the form of being able to take a marker. And as I said, that's usually a very, very short-term loan. And the other thing that you can do is you can wire money to the casino and then take it out in the same way. You can say, I have money on deposit at the cage. Would you please, you know, give me a marker for $500? Whatever it is that, that you need. In our, in our model, you've deposited 60000 at the cage by wiring it in for your use. And then you take it out at the table in $20,000 chunks as you need it. And then you can decide whether you want to pay it back or leave it in your 
uh, leave it in the safe in your room or what you want done. And each casino handles that a little bit differently in terms of wiring money in and how you have to format it. But th that's a similar additional option. I don't do it because I, the few times I've done it, I'm dealing with a relatively, by these standards, a relatively small amount of money, an amount of money that I could replace with an ATM or a set of ATMs uh, that I have set up for the purpose if and when I needed to. I just don't like the hassle. And I don't like the idea that, oh, well, if I'm going to walk from Flamingo to Cromwell, I would have had to fill out another piece of paper. And if I'm going to go from Cromwell across the street to uh, Bally's and then to Paris, I would have had to fill out two more pieces of paper, one for each of those. At least the last time I looked into it, you weren't doing one document for all Caesars companies or all MGM companies, and maybe other places are different. If you know, send an email to trg at casinocombat.com. But I just never liked the hassle of, if I was gambling at Mandalay Bay, I couldn't just take what the money I had to the cage and get cash and then walk over to Luxor and gamble because Mandalay Bay checked and they wanted their money back first for their marker, which left me with not without money to gamble with at Luxor. So I have not messed with it. Maybe at some point in the future, maybe I eventually start gambling a little bigger and get to the point where uh, I need to pre-stage the money or I need to have, have the ability to take markers. Maybe those are things that I need to do. I'm not against them. I just haven't, and I've given you the reason why. But in Gabriel's case, taking a small portion of money that is going to be his gambling money going forward, putting it in a different bank account so it can't get intermingled, there can't be any drunken mistakes, there can't be any bad ideas, there can't be any fumbling in an app and moving money around and creating problems. It's just that's the money for gambling. And that's where I go when I need money. I go to the pit boss. I get my marker. I do my gambling. I pay off my marker. I keep the profits. Tomorrow I come back, I do the same thing again. For Gabriel, that's going to work perfectly. And so we appreciate Gabriel having that problem. I'm glad I was able to solve it for him. And I'm glad that in the process of him trying to figure out how to avoid it in the future, he gave me a great idea for a great segment that I think will benefit all of you as well. All right, let's see what's on the battle plan next. Oh, that's right. We're going to do questions my sons ask. What? You know, my sons ask questions about gambling. Listeners ask questions about gambling. Friends and strangers ask questions about gambling. And every once in a while, every once in a while, people on social media say stupid stuff about gambling over and over that somebody with a little knowledge needs to respond to. And that's what I'm going to use this questions segment to do today. T-Rex has noticed a pattern and, and passed it over to me from a group that he's in. And over and over and over, tourists, and I don't mean that as a, a derogatory term, but I'm, I'm kind of using it as amateurs. That's a better word. Amateurs. People who really only gamble occasionally have a weird set of preconceived notions about gambling. So questions get asked about approaches, about strategies, about budgets for a gambling trip by people who don't take them very often. In that context, you know, anyone that suggests or asserts as a response to those questions that uh, you can have an approach to win or increase your chance of leaving Las Vegas or Atlantic City as someone who has won, any suggestions that winning is possible are met with, 
Well, they don't win, build those big, beautiful casinos because people win. That's the that's the logic, okay? Because the casinos are big and beautiful, you can't build those by having people win. Therefore, losing is the only option. Losing is preconceived as the only option because they've built these big, beautiful buildings. And that's amazing to me that that level of of assumption, ignorance, I'm not sure what. Yes, they've built these amazing casinos. And yes, they did that because they make a profit. They make a profit on the restaurants. They make a profit on the shows. They make a profit on the the snacks, the gifts, the admissions to the attractions. All of those things also help them build those big, beautiful casinos. And yes, part of that profit comes from people losing. But here's what you need to understand. See, I've got a, a friend who's a dealer uh, that I've known for years. And uh, we're going to call him Brother Dog for reasons that uh, don't need to be known because we change names and dates to protect the innocent and the guilty. So I was talking to Brother Dog a few days ago, and we were talking about this idea that the house doesn't care if a few people like me win. They just don't care. And most people don't understand that, and it feeds into this idea that we're talking about in terms of can people win and the casinos still build these big, beautiful buildings? And and what Brother Dog and I were discussing, and what he confirmed to me, is that the house really cares on a table-by-table basis. When somebody in management, whoever's job it is, looks at the results for a day, a shift, a week, a pit, a month, what they care about are two numbers for each table, for each pit, for each type of game. They care about the drop, which is the amount of money that goes into the box, the amount of cash that got gets turned into chips, and the amount of chips that get brought to the table to gamble with. That's the drop. And then they care about the hold. The hold is the amount of the drop that the house kept. So you what you have? Money in, how much did we keep? What percentage of money in did we keep? And as long as the hold percentage is right for the table, the house is happy. The house is, in effect, making the gambling part of the money that goes into building, maintaining, and improving those big, beautiful buildings and creates a profit for shareholders. That's what casino management cares about. What was the drop? What was the hold? And as long as it's what they expect, everybody's happy. Doesn't matter who won and who lost. Player by player. Let's say it's an entire shift, right? It's an entire eight-hour shift, and we've got blackjack table 203. And in most casinos, two is the pit, and 03 is the table in the pit. So we've got blackjack table 203, and there's been eight hours of players coming and going. Sometimes the table is full, all five spots. Sometimes the table is empty. Sometimes there's just one player there grinding it out. Sometimes there's a, a group of people clustered around watching all five players play, and chips are going in and chips are going out, and money's going in and money's going out, and it's all being recorded as accurately as possible, which means to a 
high degree of accuracy, but not perfectly, because they're not going to achieve perfect with all that going on, particularly the chip part of it. They're going to get some of the chips wrong. They're going to get some of the chips are going to get hidden by guys like me and ECE. Right. Some things are going to get described. Some things are going to just walk off. And they're going, I'm sorry, boss. I just don't know how many green he walked away with. I don't know if it was two or if it was five. Right. But big picture, they've got a pretty accurate look at how much money came in and how much money walked away. And as long as they're hitting what they expect, who walked with money and who didn't walk with money does not matter to the house. Big picture, it doesn't matter. Now, if we get to the very, very high end of things, I'm talking about your five to hundred dollar tables, right? You know, if, if we if we're getting to the point where we're talking about the the big, big, big players that are betting tens and hundreds of thousands, now the house cares a little bit more about how an individual did. But let's take our table two oh three. It's a fifteen dollar table. For the eight hours of the shift. And as I said, money's coming in, chips are coming in, players are playing for a short period of time, two hands, players are playing for hours at a time. We, if we are doing this properly, when we are sitting at that blackjack table, we are playing basic strategy correctly, and the house is expected to hold 0.35% of what we wager, if we're just playing basic strategy. That's what they're expecting. But that table, the house knows that that table 203, table three in pit two, the house knows they're going to take four or 5% of the drop. Their hold is going to be at least four or 5%, maybe higher on some days. So during that eight hours, one of us comes in and we do TRG wagering system for win more, keep more. Maybe we layer in the Meta Martingale to help us overcome that 0.35 expected house advantage. And on that $15 table, we take several hundred dollars. And then we go to the bar and we grab a root beer and we check our numbers and we go to the cage and we take our money and we walk out the door. And you know what happens over the course of eight hours? The house still holds 4 or 5%, maybe more if somebody really stupid comes in and does something really dumb. There's nothing about what we're doing that is changing the fact that they have the money they need to build and maintain the casino. We are not impacting that. Yes, it's true. Those big, beautiful casinos get built because people lose money and people spend money and people buy things and people pay for experiences they pay to go to concerts they pay to do all this different stuff and yes that money builds those big beautiful buildings but the fact that people lose and spend at the house's expected rate the fact that the house's hold on table 203 is what it expects the hold to be doesn't change the fact that we can walk up to table 203 win our day's pay or more and walk out and no one cares. Yes, yes, yes. Casinos are built on losses. Casinos are also built on the money people spent. Guess what? Winners are paid by losses. Winners are paid by losers. I really don't like saying it that way, but that's the reality. Winners are paid by losers. The lights are kept on by losers. Losing. Let's say losing. Winners are paid by losing. The lights are kept on by losing. The new hotel tower is added by losing. The band is paid by losing. 
That is all true. It is all very, very, very true. But that does not mean, as the online community seems to think, that winning is not an option. Winning is an option. I've shown you that winning's an option. When you are online or when somebody says to you as you're sitting around talking about gambling, well, they didn't build it by people winning. That's true. They built it by people losing. But you got paid by people losing too. And that's okay. The houses drop and the houses hold on table 203 will be fine if you stop by that $15 table and you win a couple days pay. The drop and hold will still be fine. You will not impact it. Everything will be great. They'll build their building and you'll still win. And the online people who don't understand that are how we get paid. Okay, let's pop some bottles and go hang out in the Casino Combat Virtual VIP Lounge. A little bit of the bubbly. Our lounge is open and we have the best virtual everything virtually all the time. You know how this works. If you don't know how this works, you'll figure it out very quickly. We have the best virtual bottles and a great virtual buffet. Grab a drink, grab a plate. If you can in real life, press pause, pour yourself a little bit of something to join me. I have a bottle of Fiji water here as well as a small pour of some locally bottled artisanal small batch bourbon aged in maple barrels. It is excellent. Just picked it up this weekend. All right, all right, all right. Let's start by talking about my observations and experiences during two weeks of gambling to finish up the month of September 2022. I gambled locally every day, Monday through Friday. Locally, with the exception of one trip that I'm going to tell you about with my wife and one trip that I'm going to talk about in detail that I took on my own. Each local visit, sometimes two casinos in a day, I was given a variety of gifts, comps, free money, free slot play, I ate free meals, all of that casino lifestyle stuff, and all the winning and losing that goes along with it. As I shared with you last episode, I had lost money the first two weeks of the month, and I spent the most of the second half of the month almost getting even, then taking a big tier three loss, almost getting even, and taking a big tier three loss. Very, very frustrating. Very, very, very frustrating. Because just when I thought I had things on track, particularly early in this two-week section, I think I have things back on track. I think I have room to, to run things up and have a nice, solid winning month. And then it would fall apart. So very frustrating. But the weird thing was, I would look at my data going all the way back to March and think, well, it's not like you're not due for a one losing month. It's not like, you know, you March, April, May, June, July, August, you five months in a row. Okay, if you have five winning and one losing month, that's that's going to be a pretty good year after after two of those cycles. So frustrating, but like I wasn't super upset about it. But I kept thinking, if it's going to be a losing month, let's at least get close. Let's try to keep it a small loss. Let's let's make it a loss that at least we'll have plenty of comps to take care of that, of that amount of losing. Let's try to do that, TRG. Let's focus. And I'm going to talk more about that in a minute, but I want to share something new that I learned with you first, unrelated to these local visits. And and as we kind of evolved, you just don't want to hear, I played a table, I lost a third of a day's pay. I played a table, I won two thirds of a day's pay. I played bubble craps, I won a little money. I played a slot machine and, and I lost a little money. You just don't, I don't think. As always, feedback welcome. If you want to hear every table, I'll run through it for you. 
But uh, I, I think giving you a general sense of things maybe makes a lot more sense for where we are right now. But the new thing that I learned is, is, is something I really want to share with you because I think it can benefit all of us. Mrs. TRG celebrated a birthday in September, and I wanted to take her someplace new to celebrate. We could have gone to Casino 1 easily enough. We could have gone to Casino 2 probably. Our comps there for Saturday nights are a little light right now. We haven't been there as much as we used to be. We could only go on Saturday night due to her work schedule. That's going to change next year, but for right now, she still has to work Monday through Friday. Our MGM comps for a Saturday night at the big MGM Casino, two and a half hours west and north of our home, were not very good. But I had met someone online who had a job I had never heard of. He was an independent casino host. I didn't even know that was a thing. Now, if you're not aware, a casino host is kind of like a hotel concierge for gamblers. They are assigned to you by a casino when your play or tier status reaches a certain level determined by the casino. They work for the casino. They also work to get you comps and and show tickets and concert tickets and meals and all of that kind of stuff. I've said many times that I don't know everything about gambling. I just want to. An independent casino host, I have learned, works not for one casino or one casino brand, but for a variety of casinos and brands, sometimes even with cruise lines. About three and a half hours north and east of our home, there is an Indian. Wait, that's no, uh, that's when I was young. There is a Native American. No, wait, that's when I was a young man. There is an indigenous people's persons. <laughs> There's an indigenous persons casino. It's not part of any national brand. So it's not a place we have ever been or have ever tried to build a relationship with, even though it is reasonably close. I checked their websites, and while rooms were not super expensive, certainly something very reasonable to spend for Mrs. TRG's birthday, they were sold out on Saturday night. So I contacted this independent casino host by email. We got to know each other a little bit. He asked me some questions about our level of play, since he'd be basically telling the the resort that this is the kind of action they were going to get if they were able to do something for us. So after a few questions, a little introductory back and forth, boom. That Saturday night that was sold out, all comped. All ours ready to go. So we head over, and it was absolutely amazing. Valet, bell staff, quick check-in, beautiful hotel room, really, really high-end. Everything, everything, everything about this property screamed luxury and glamour. It is exactly what I would have expected from a resort in 2018. Exactly what I don't often get all of anywhere in 2022. I was thrilled. As I said, it was all just great. Great blackjack rules. Some of the best rules anywhere. Low prices. They were apologizing. Not that we play at that level, but the dealers were literally, literally apologizing that because it was Saturday night, they didn't have any $5 tables. I haven't seen a $5 blackjack table. I was going to say in forever. That's not true. Uh, when I was, uh, in Vegas with the young squire, you know, a couple years ago during the pandemic, El Cortez had $5 tables downtown off the Fremont experience, so way out of the normal gambling places in Las Vegas, but that's the last time I saw a $5 table. I do not see very very many $5 tables as I roam around my region. So, 
We had an excellent evening, had a great meal. They had a very, a very nice restaurant there. Several very nice restaurants. Would like to go back and try some of those out. I met a Martin Gale all night long, up and down, had a wonderful evening. I made some money, and unfortunately, it covered Mrs. TRG's losses. But it was her birthday, so that all works out. I even made a little headway on getting even, and I cannot wait, cannot wait to go back and and explore that property some more. And I'm looking forward to understanding what else my new independent casino host might be able to do for me. And I'm not going to do a commercial for his company or for him as an independent casino host. But having said that, and then I'll, and then I guess having also said that I am trying to get uh, him to come do an interview and he's indicated he's willing to. So you may hear some more from him and about what he does shortly. But if you've got someplace you'd like to go and you don't already have a relationship there to get comped, feel free to shoot me an email, trg at casinocombat.com, spell combat with a K, of course, and I'll be happy to provide you with his information, and you're welcome to contact him and see if you're the type of player that uh, that he can work with and, and help out. One of the next things I wanted to pull out of my observations from, from this block of gambling is I had a six-visit stretch that involved a small win, Okay, we're catching up. Another small win. All right, getting really close. Then a Meta Martingale three-tier loss. Huge loss. Five days pay. And then another two days of winning. You're like, okay, got it back on track again. Got it back on track again. Everything's good. And then another one of those third-tier Meta Martingale losses. Those don't happen very often. They happen less than on average. On average since March. So that's your sample size since mid-March. I've only had two of those third-tier Meta Martingale, less than, actually statistically, less than two of those third-tier Meta Martingale losses, losses per every 30 attempts. And that's including, that actually, that number was actually one per 30 until this month. It, uh, this month is what made it uh, like 1.4, 1.6, I'd have to look exactly. And that's not really relevant. The point is, these don't happen very often. And with data from March till now, doing this rigorously, I know that's a little bit of an anomaly, or I think it is. I guess we'll see when I get 10 years of results. I don't know. Um, But yeah, little win, little win, everything's going good, big loss. Little win, little win, everything's going good, big loss. And the reason I wanted to pull that out is, as I was in the middle of it, I thought, wow, what if I had a listener, and I would feel horrible about this, but I'm just in my head going, what if I had a listener who listened and very carefully put together all the bankroll needed to do the Meta Martingale, had everything figured out, went like I did, and did everything perfectly for six visits? How would that have looked to them? How would have looked that looked to the new listener trying this for the first time? Well, it would have looked like this, right? Okay, here I am. I'm, I'm, I've listened to Casino Combat and I'm going to my local casino and I've got my bankroll together and I've learned TRG Wagering System 4 and I'm prepared to do the Meta Martingale and I want a day's pay. This is great. He's a genius. Next day, same thing. I wanted more than a day's pay. Great. He's a genius. Next day, I lost five days pay. Guy's an idiot. Oh, wait, wait, no, he, he said that happens like once out of every 30 times. Okay, I haven't done it 30 times yet, so that's okay, that's okay. Go to the casino the next day. Win more than a day's pay. Okay, well, maybe this isn't so bad. 
Go the next day. Win a day's pay. Okay. Won a day's pay. Won more than a day's pay. Lost five days. Won more than a day's pay. Won a day's pay. Okay. I'm about even. I'm down just a little bit. All right. Maybe this TRG guy isn't as big an idiot as I thought he was. Okay. I'm going to go tomorrow. Six days in a row. It's close. Lost five days pay. So now I'm down more than five days pay for my six days of play. I'm I'm probably not a very happy listener at that point. I'm probably not. And uh, I would feel horrible if that happened to someone. But I want to acknowledge that if you didn't have my five months of data, if you didn't have my set of, of, of lived experiences, if you didn't know that everything I've told you was absolutely true, because I know what I've told you is true because I lived it. But you have no way of knowing that. I acknowledge that. I could be making all this up and not doing any of the gambling I'm telling you I'm doing. And if you don't know me in real life, that's possible. People that know me in real life know that's not true. But that was really all I am. That's why I wanted to pull that out for you. I want to tell you that can happen. It has happened. It does happen. I don't think it's indicative of the fact that this doesn't work. But you can't have random stuff like that. It didn't feel good. And it'd feel, I'd feel bad if it happened to someone as their first six attempts. But if it happens to you as your first six attempts, keep listening. Listen to the next part. Because I want to pull this one out for you too. In fact, I'm going to pull this one out for you step by step. I took a, bi- a midweek trip right just almost at the end of the month. I took a midweek trip uh, without Mrs. TRG. I had some business to do to the a little bit to the west of where we live. And so since I was going that way anyway, I, I made a comp reservation at uh, the MGM property that's a little more than two and a half hours west and north. And I'm going to take you through that visit step by step by step. Because Casino Wisdom number 28 teaches us settle for singles and doubles and the home runs will happen. This is going to take just a minute I want to show you what a home run looks like in detail. I check in. My room is mostly comped, not quite fully comped. Uh, it's an expensive place, but they charged me a very reasonable price, comped most of it, upgraded me to a top floor for free, uh, a top floor that normally costs more and has the fancy water and and uh, air purifiers and special filters in the... If you know MGM, you know they have stay well rooms. This was a stay well room. And I got a nice free bet. And now here's where I want to start to go into detail. I lost a little more than a half day's pay playing blackjack. Moved to another table. Lost just a little bit of money playing blackjack. And then quickly followed that by losing some more money playing blackjack. So now I've lost a little more, just a little more than a day's pay. And it's frustrating. It's very early in the afternoon and I'm not going to be running around a bunch of places. And as I told you, I'd kind of just had uh, mostly winning or mostly losing week. I'd had two tier three losses. Mrs. TRG had lost a chunk of money over the course of the month. This is not the way I wanted this trip to start. So to take a break, I went and grabbed some water and then went and found an 88 diamond machine. And I'm using TRG Slot Strategy El Numero Dos, which is available for download in the Fred section of CasinoCombat.com. It is a ebook, a PDF called Casino Combat Slot Tactics. And so I'm using that strategy and I reach a point where I've already put 100 in the machine and I got to add another 20. 
And then I got to add another 20 and I hit the bonus spins on a pretty decent amount of money. And it spins and spins and spins and spins and spins and spins. And when I pull the money out, I have one day's pay on that slot machine. That's after that's profit. That's, you know, I've got the hundred and 140 back and I've got another day's pay. So now I'm in pretty good shape, right? I'm in, I'm in pretty good shape now for the day. I've kind of righted the ship and I'm, I'm going through this thought process. If I, if I include what I just want on the slot machine, which puts me almost even, then I have no reason to go to tier two of the Meta Martingale. But if I look just at the blackjack results for the day, I need to go to tier two of the Meta Martingale. And I can't decide which thing I want to do. You know, I try to lay all my decisions out as much as possible before I go somewhere. But sometimes I get in situations like this where I do just have to make an on-the-spot choice. And so my on-the-spot choice was this. I was going to go to Tier 2 of the Meta Martingale as I needed to because of the blackjack play. And I was going to, in that sense, ignore the slot win. But I told myself that I was just going to win four units and then walk away. That's all I was going to do. Four units walk away, be done, because that would put me in a position then to go get some food, take a little break, and have a small profit for the visit at that point. I got to my two-unit win with a uh, split and a double on a, a decent hand. I won all three of those bets, which put me plus three units. So I said, okay, I'm sorry, put me plus four units. Got to read my notes better, TRG. Puts me plus four units and say, I say, okay, I got my two unit win. I got all my money off the table. I'm in a profit situation. I'm good. I'm good for the rest of this session. I'll keep playing with the extra two units. I played for probably another hour. I went on a run so amazing that there were people watching. In fact, the one guy, somebody else tried to sit down because I was playing alone and somebody else tried to sit down and one of the people watching said, no, you don't. You do not mess this up. This guy is on a run like I have never seen anybody be on a run before. Who just watched this guy play? This is absolutely amazing what he has been doing for this shoe. When it was all said and done, I had run that whole thing, I just wanted to win two units, I won four days pay. Four days in that table. And I took a break. I went and took a break. In fact, I sent Mrs. TRG a text and said, hey, covered all my losses for the month. I'm going to work on yours now. And so I got a drink, got some food, played a little video poker, lost some pocket change, took a small loss at a slot machine, took a day's pay loss at blackjack. Took another day's pay loss at Blackjack. Decided I needed to go to Tier 2, right? Needed to go to Tier 2. That's fine. I went to Tier 2. I'm not sure. You know what? Hold on while I do the math here because I can't even mentally convert this quick enough. So let me do the math here real quick. Sorry. I won nine days pay. I went to Tier 2 and I won nine days pay. And once again, it ran and ran and ran and ran and ran and ran and ran. And I just sat there and won money. And so at this point, I'm like, okay, well, I uh, texted Mrs. TRG and said, I fixed all your losses for the month. We're now positive for the month. And I thought, 
All right, let's let's just do time and points at this point. Time and points. Let's just go hit the craps table and uh, lost about a half day's play playing craps, playing conservatively and trying not to do too much other than just kind of iron cross and hang out. So back to the blackjack table I go, and I go to tier two, and I lose. Day's pay. I stay at tier two. I lose another day's pay. I go to tier three. I lose a day's pay. I go to tier three again because a day's pay at tier three is, you know, just a little teeny fraction of a buy-in. And I won another nine days pay. Just like that. That's why I said. This is what a home run looks like. Yeah, I took little losses, little losses, little losses. And then when I got up to the bigger bets, things just went my way, went my way, went my way with the Men of Martingale. And I'm just printing money. I figured I was done at that point. I really was. And it was a little too early to really just be done. No reason not to work on my MGM points because that's the other thing. Part of the reason for this trip was I really wanted to finish earning, not tier matching, but earning uh, MGM Gold. That's their third tier. MGM Gold status is the third tier in their reward system. I really wanted to finish that out. And that seemed like a very doable thing. So even with this huge win, even with all this cash in my pocket, I'm going, well, I got time. I've got plenty of money won. I've got a winning month from what was a losing month. I've turned around almost three weeks of almost getting even and then losing. But you need some more points, TRG. And you're in a building where you can get those points. And it's still early in the evening. So I hit one of my favorite slot machines and won just a little bit of money. And then just took a small portion, a a normal buy-in for a normal tier one table. And... I won another two and a half days pay. Just excellent. Just absolutely positively excellent. And then just to kind of finish up what a quote home run looks like, I stopped at the My Choice property that's about uh, two hours, just a little less than two hours west, just straight west of us, because I had a really nice amount of free slot play. I had a nice free bet. I checked all those things in the My Choice app. I was like, I'm going to drive right by this place. There is no reason not to stop and take advantage of those benefits. And I won a couple days pay. So that was nice. And uh, got back into town and uh, finished up with a stop at my local casino and won just a little bit more money and called it a day. That's what a home run looks like, right? The singles and doubles are, you know, okay, I I, I won a day's pay, I'm getting out. I won half a day's pay, I'm getting out. I won two days pay, that's a double, I'm getting out. I don't even know what to call back-to-back nine-day wins. I just don't, I don't even know... That's a grand slam in in the final game of the, the World Series or some ridiculous metaphor like that. But that's what a home run looks like. Everything just going my way. Fix the month. Fix the month for Mrs. TRG. Turn things into a profit. And that probably takes us to about where we need to be, doesn't it? Yeah, that probably takes us to just about exactly where we need to be. Observations and results done. I think you can determine for yourself how that probably went. I think you can determine how that, what that probably means for the month itself. But every month, at the end of every month, I sit down with you and I sit down with myself first and I look at the results for the month. One of our casino wisdoms is be accountable to someone or something. And I've said, I'm accountable to my wife. I'm accountable to my app. I'm accountable to all of you. 
and my app creates the spreadsheet and I sit down and I look at the spreadsheet. I look at how everything went for the month. I make some determinations. And one of our core concepts is this, right? We don't gamble for the machine or the table or even the day. We gamble for the month and month is relative. I've said before, for some of you, maybe gambling a week at a time, if you're going every day, gambling a week at a time maybe is what you're doing. If you only go four or five times a month, maybe you're gambling for a quarter or maybe you're gambling for a year. The idea is we don't want to get it. If I had gotten upset when I had those six, six visits in a row, six tries in a row, and I was down a, a, a nice chunk of money, if I'd gotten to the middle of the month and said, it's just not working, I give up, then I never have the home run visit. So that's the reason I do this recap is to follow that wisdom, to follow that core concept, and to look at, did casino combat work this particular month? And if this is your first time, I do this as if I only earned $1 a day. I have a number that I want to make when I go to the casino. That's a number that is what I would also like to earn in a day if I was doing my normal IT consulting work for my clients. So since that's what I'm trying to do, I convert everything to that. That's how I talk about things with Gabriel. That's how I talk about things with Mrs. TRG. Won my money, won my day's pay for the money or for the for the day. Went went to work, got my day's pay, right? Now, some of you listening, my day's pay number would be huge. And to some of you listening, my day's pay number would be trivial. And that's why I do it this way. Because the dollar amount does not matter. What matters is take my numbers by what you make in a day and just multiply by that. If you make $50 a day, take my numbers and multiply by 50. If you make $50,000 a day, take my numbers and multiply by 50,000. Because you will know what that amount of money would mean in your life. This will determine, it determines for me, let me say it that way. This determines for me if I have a functional side hustle or I need to go get another job, right? Is this my job? Is this one of my two jobs? Well, three if the podcast is a job. But is this a functional money-making job or is it just a hobby? Am I just goofing around? As always... When I finish this up, while T-Rex is doing the edit, I am going to publish this information as a blog post on the website, casinocombat.com. I'm going to put this all out there for you so that you can look at the numbers for yourself. Full transparency, not trying to hide anything, trying to be as open and honest as I can with all of you. I made, if I made a dollar a day, I made... $10.50, rounded up, 58 cents. $10.58 playing table games last month. I played 111 blackjack tables. I had 40, look at this ratio. I had 40 winning blackjack tables. I had 71 losing blackjack tables. That's the power of the Meta Martingale. That's the power of the wagering system extending itself on that home run day and running big numbers, big numbers, big numbers, big numbers. I played 18 craps tables. I had eight winning tables. I had 10 losing craps tables, but I did win some money playing craps. I also managed this month to break out the bubble craps numbers. I played 17 bubble craps tables. 
10 of them were winning tables, 7 of them were losing tables. That's just research. You know, I want to get to 100. So I'm going to need a lot of months of data to draw any conclusions about bubble craps, but I did make a small amount of money playing bubble craps. Our slot play did not go well. And if I'm being really transparent, Mrs. TRG's slot play did not go particularly well. Playing slots with our own money using TRG slot strategy El Numero Dos, we lost $1.87 on the if I made a dollar a day scale. But wait, listen, because playing slots with our own money generates free slot play. We received $2.31. Once again, rounding up, you'll see the full number to like five decimal points on the website. But rounding up, we received $2.31 in free slot play. We used TRG slot strategy number one to turn that into $2.13 of cash. $2.13 is more than $1.87, so we do have a profit from playing slots combining the two strategies. And for me, maybe not for you, you can put this together however you want for yourself, but for us, we're okay with that. We're okay with the idea that the wheel keeps turning, the machine keeps turning, right? Yes, we lost some money this month, but the free slot play we got from the last couple months generated more money than we lost. So we're good with that. That's okay. Take it all, total profit and loss from gambling. $10.76 on the if I earned a dollar a day scale. We had... $3.11 in expenses, so we have a profit and loss after expenses for the month of $7.64. That's not bad. That is really not bad at all. That is not the amazing thing that happened in a couple months, but I extended the streak. March, April, May, June, July, August, September. Seven months of winning after paying for our expenses. So that means the birthday dinner. That means some comp, that means some hotel nights that weren't fully comp. That means some meals that we bought for ourselves. That means the drinks that we bought, the tips that we gave, the tips to the valet for parking the car, the tip for the bellman to take the bags. All of those expenses were paid for with gambling wins. That's not a bad profit. I think a lot of people would take that profit and loss after expenses. We received in comps $5.13. We received a new all-time record low, zero match bets. As I've said the last several months, we are not going as many match bet places. We received $2.47, two and a half days pay basically, in free bets. We received a day's pay in gifts. What's it all come down to? Take the whole thing. Take the whole thing and wrap it all up. Add in all the positives take out all the negatives, the total value into our lives from gambling in September 2022 is $19.11. $19.11. Not bad. Not bad at all. Another winning month. Very happy about that. I think if your side hustle is making you the equivalent of 20 days pay, how many work days are there in a month? Let's think about that. Five days in a week. Normally people work five days a week. So five days a week, people normally work. That's 
20 days a month and we got 20 days of value out of the side hustle. Yes, after expenses, we only got a little more than seven days after the expenses, but we also got a lot of stuff that many people would pay for, right? We got rooms and experiences and food and all that kind of stuff. We got a lot of brunches in there. So almost the equivalent of a month's pay in value into our lives from doing this thing called casino gambling. Please tip your waitresses, tip your bartenders, tip your dealers. If you have a host, tip your host. Remember your casino wisdoms. Don't tip away your wins, everybody. I have spoken. Everything you heard here is true from a certain point of view. It's time for leaving, and I hope you understand I was born a rambling man. Love it, hate it, it don't matter. Please share with your family and friends. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you so much to listening to 100 episodes of our Casino Combat Podcast.